Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you read the Constitution and said, you know, I don't think that's constitutional. What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is the Saturday, August 22nd, 2015, My Baby is American Made edition of the show, where we're talking about immigrations and how how immigrants have just fucked up America, especially those white ones that came over about 300 years ago. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by the Native American Casino Owners Association of America, taking it back one trailer home at a time. Are you an indigenous American who lives at a rural southern locale? Have you considered a casino? White people just show up and give you their money. And if you give them just a little bit of booze, they'll give you the deeds to their trailers, pink slips to their cars, and their mother's jewelry right off her neck. The Native American Casino Owners Association of America. Reclaiming history one dumb redneck at a time. If you would like to sponsor the show, head on over to the and give your money to the casino because it's gone either way, man. Alright folks, my name is Daryl Weathers and I'm with the Construction Workers Union. I work with a lot of fine men who have families to feed. I don't know about y'all, but we worked long and hard to get our pay up to a level where we could make a decent living. And now these people from the future are showing up and offering to do the same work for next to nothing. They took our jobs! We're in the moving business. 14 years we've been working our butts off. Now these future folk come in and we can't get work nowhere. Like the guard jobs. They took your job. They took your job they too. Job. What about us in the fast food business? The restaurants are firing us because the future people work for a lot less. They took our job. They took your job. They took your job. They your job. It's affecting kids too. Me and my friends started our own snow shoveling business. We were trying to be responsible and make money, you know? But then the people from the future came along, and, and now we're out of work, too. Oh, they took our jobs. They took your jobs. They took your jobs. The Orange Fluff released his immigration plan this week. And if you haven't read it, I, I urge you to pop around and take a gander at the wonder which stems from the mind of an egomaniacal billionaire drunk on the delusion of power. Jesus, in the 1960s, they just built a moon base and bought a white cat. Now you just gotta fuck with the Mexicans? Still, the orange marshmallow peanuts plan is, on one hand, amusing, and on the other, terrifying, since it contains the sort of thinking that makes a clan member sport a chubby. Here's the plan. I guess, uh, I guess we have to start with a wall. No, no, sorry, that's that's a different wall altogether. No, no, his idea is that we're going to build a wall across our southern border because apparently we are 14th century Chinese and that shit worked really well for them. I mean, you say Genghis over there and they still flinch. But get this, the best part of his plan 
is that we get Mexico to pay for the wall. I know, what a great idea. Not only do we get immigrant Mexicans to build the wall, because obviously no one's going to foot the labor bill to have white people build it, but we get the Mexican government to pay for it. Now, how does that work? Well, his idea is to confiscate all the money earned by illegal immigrants sent to Mexico in the form of remittance payments. You know, the money that they send so their so their families and their kids, their wives, their grandmothers can eat. You know, so obviously we want to take that away and make sure that people down there can't. And then, and then we get this shiny new border wall. Fluff the Magic Dragon also plans on jacking up fees and tariffs, but mostly he's just chumming the waters with this whole remittance idea. Then we we triple our Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, enact mandatory returns of all illegals, and crack down on visa violations, presumably by tagging tourists with radio collars before releasing them into the wilds of our country. Can you imagine that? Hello and welcome to JFK International Airport, where the local time is 3.40 p.m. The weather is sunny and 73 degrees. Our cabin crew will be around shortly to meddle with your customs form and to size you for the radio transmitter collar you'll be fitted with at Immigrations. Thank you for flying, Trump Airways. But the linchpin of the great orange hope is ending birthright citizenship. Cutting off the so-called anchor babies who dared to be born within the jurisdiction of the United States and get their citizenship through that pesky old constitution. Oh yes, friends, that gravy train is done when DT takes office. He's going to um declare the constitution unconstitutional and boot these freeloading infants and their families right the hell back across the border. Of course, this isn't even a thing that happens, the whole anchor baby things, but we don't have time for reality when we're talking about Donald Trump. Uh, what, you might ask, is birthright citizenship? Well, you probably aren't asking because my listeners are intelligent, educated people who took basic high school civics classes before they, you know, eliminated them because an educated populace is a dangerous populace. But as a refresher, there are three ways one is a citizen of the United States. You can naturalize, meaning you come here and go through the process of becoming a citizen, which largely consists of taking a high school civics class and passing the final. The second is to be born of a citizen parent abroad which explains how Rafael Cruz is able to run for president after being born in Canada. And the third, and frankly most common way, is just to be plain born here, right in the good old U.S. of A. This is the way most of us get citizened, and it's a problem for T-Rump and a lot of other Republicans, because there's a loophole that allows pretty much anyone who exits a uterus to just get their constitutional rights the second they draw breath. Well, it's not so much a loophole as the actual intent of the 14th Amendment, but you can see... Now that's a bit of a problem. Birthright being established. It was very vexing for Republicans. Because it was written to address the very issues most Republicans would like to ignore, do away with, or just say fuck you to. And it's pretty clear anyone born in or within the jurisdiction of the United States is in fact a citizen entitled to all the rights and protections under the Constitution. So you can't just kick them out of the country. Oh, sure, you could kick their parents out, but there's a problem of who has to take care of all these infants now, and Republicans don't give a shit about babies after they're born. Boy, these conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. 
Still, dragging screaming mothers onto buses for Juarez might not play well on TV, so it's, it's really not done. So what would President Trump do? Well, if you don't like the Constitution, you ignore it. That's right, DT says it doesn't apply to children born of illegals. And when you say something, and you're a raging monomaniac, you just sort of assume it's true. That I, I can quote it, you want me to quote you the amendment? If you're born here, you're an American. Period. Period. But there are many lawyers, many lawyers are saying that's not the way it is in terms of this. What happens is they're in Mexico, they're going to have a baby, they uh, move over here for that. a couple of days, they have the baby. No, but Bill, they're saying it's not going to hold up in court. Now it's going to have to be tested, but they say it's not going to hold up in court. Regardless, when people are illegally in the country, they have to go. Now the good ones, and there are plenty of good ones, will work it so it's expedited. We can expedite it where they come back in, but they come back legally. And do you envision federal police kicking in the doors in, in barrios around the country, dragging families out and putting them on a bus? Do you envision that? Bill, I, I don't think they have American citizenship. And if you speak to some very, very good lawyers, and I know right. some would disagree, but many of them agree with me, you're going to find they do not have American citizenship. We have to start a process where we take back our country. Our country is going to hell. We have to start a process, Bill, where we take back our country. Now, there is a way to do it, and that is to try to get the Constitution amended. Do you know how to do that? It's a long process, and I think it would take too long. I'd much rather find out whether or not anchor babies are actually citizens. All right, because you can a lot test of people it. Why don't, don't you test it out? Why don't you have your guys file a federal to test suit it now? Out. You should do it tomorrow. We're going to test it out. That's right. going to happen, Bill. God, I feel dirty when I agree with Bill O'Reilly. It just makes me feel like I need a bath. Ugh. So the rump says the Constitution is uh, unconstitutional, which is just bullshit, but hey, there's nothing new there, right? And you notice he didn't say he was against federal cops kicking down doors and dragging screaming families onto buses for the border. After all, the Donald understands there's no such thing as bad ratings. And he's not alone out there. Rand Paul, Rick Santorum. Uh, I love it when I find a drop for a candidate like that. <laughs> so every time I say that name, get ready to be nauseous. Where was I? Oh yeah, listening racist douchebags. Lindsey Graham, Chris Christie, Piyush Jindal. You may know him as Bobby, but his name's Piyush. Scott Walker all joined the party late. Rafael Cruz took a bold stand against the Constitution after Donald Trump shit the bed. All of these people have come out since Trump has said this sort of egregious bullshit and agreed with him. Because there's nothing like running to the right of a rabidly idiotic right-wing asshole. I don't even know how they're getting around there. If they keep going any further to the right, they're just going to come right back around to the left and they'll be path to the citizenship. Just like Heb! And why does Donald Dump care so much about illegal immigrants anyway? Why does the Republican base care so much about illegal immigrants? Well, the usual answer is they... They took our jobs! So let's, let's look at that a minute. Let's, let's examine the idea of illegal immigrants taking jobs in America. It, in a way, I guess I could say we could... Tear down this wall. Of half-truths, misunderstandings, and just utter fucking bullshit when it comes to illegal immigrants taking American jobs. Oh, and don't think I don't enjoy the irony of the party of Reagan wanting to build a wall to deprive people of freedom.
What jobs are undocumented or illegal, if you prefer, I won't parse terminology with you, immigrants doing in America, according to the Pew Institute? Well, the shit ones. Jobs so arduous, so menial, so low-paying, Americans won't, in many cases, can't do. If you think a fat fucking white man is going to be bending over, plucking Brussels sprouts off the vine for 18 cents a sprout, and no, I... I have no idea whether Brussels sprouts grow on vines. I really don't care. But neither way, no fat fucking white guys doing that job. And farming is the number one job for illegal immigrants. The larger percentage of immigrant work in farming, where they usually make a piece rate, where they're paid per pound or piece of the produce harvested. Many of them don't even make a minimum wage for the actual work. Hours upon hours of grueling labor for low wages, moving from farm to farm, state to state, following the growing season. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not seeing unemployed white people showing up at dawn outside Tom Selleck's avocado ranch to apply for picking positions. But hey, if I I am, please enlighten me. Uh, next, according to Pew, cleaning and maintenance, because someone's got to clean up your shit, right? And it certainly isn't going to be you. We're Americans, damn it. Our job is to make a mess, not to clean it up. So we hire immigrants to mow our lawn, clean our houses, mop our banks, and wipe our babies' asses. Fucking Trump has undocumented immigrants working for him, cleaning his hotels. The next, of course, is construction. Illegal immigrants do get a lot of construction jobs because the foremen drive up to Home Depot and Lowe's every morning and load up their truck with unskilled laborers whom they can pay way below market rate for menial jobs on the site. And many of these men, and it's almost always men, are actually skilled labor and do skilled work, such as plumbing, electrical, or carpentry, but they're still paid the day labor rate because why the hell would you pay more when you can get it for less? It's like shopping at Walmart, right? Oh, and another reason why uh, immigrants are doing these jobs Jobs is because, well, the numbers of Americans who are actually working in a skilled trade in construction, they're steadily decreasing because it's actual hard fucking work. When you could sit in an office and do code on a computer, why the hell would you want to be all sweaty in your ball cracks and wear a tool belt when you can just sit in an office and do nothing? God knows I do. Next on the list of jobs that uh, Americans won't do, food prep. The back of the house at your favorite restaurant is filled with people doing the scut work of the business. Washing dishes, hauling food, standing over the grill, making your blooming onion, and carrying mounds of high-fat food that keep us all complacent and obese. Your dinner was sourced factory farm to chain restaurant by a steady stream of illegal aliens. That's how they can afford to feed you that eight pounds of beef on your plate. Because the margins on food prep are huge, and they're huge because the work is done pe by people damn happy to get the shit money they're being offered. Hey, if you want to spend eight hours making dinner for a bunch of fat fucking white people, head on down to Applebee's and apply for position as a busboy. Next, we come to transportation, which is the smallest segment of the undocumented workforce, since driving a truck requires a driver's license, at least for the long-haul jobs. But someone has to load those trucks before they head on over to the Walmart, and that someone probably speaks Spanish, and maybe came here on the quiet. Again, low pay, hard work, so chances are real Americans aren't exactly lining up for the opportunity to do it. And who is paying these semi-slave wages in the first place? I'm telling you, it's not Jimmy Earl paying Pedro to mow the lawn in front of his trailer. I mean, he's got all them cars on the lawn, which more or less keep the grass from growing anyway. Lurleen isn't paying Consuela to watch her kids while she takes a shift at Brenda's beauty patch. It's doctors, lawyers, software developers who drive the gray market for domestic labors. It's pickers on the farms or the janitors in the buildings. They're being paid by corporations who quietly look the other way when it comes to pruning the bottom line by 
by subcontracting the work, which accidentally allows a few illegals to come in and work in their buildings. If you really want to do something about illegals in the workforce, you should be going after the people paying them. But no one's going to do that. This is America. We don't blame the rich for the problems that they create. We blame the people poorer than us. That way, we don't feel so bad about our shitty state, right? Look, I'm not trying to be all 19th century Marxist here, but come on, how do the upper class keep managing to do this? Why, why does the right-wing base keep falling for it? I can't believe you fell for the oldest trick in the book! What a goof! What's with you, man? Come on! You know what? Here, let me give it back to you. Oh! Oh, look at that! You fell for that, too! I can't believe it, man! So, Lone Star, now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Stirring up the working class against immigrants is as American as mom, apple pie, and lynch mobs. Some oligarch with a soapbox and a few dollars in his pocket riles up the uneducated, unempowered roughnecks against whomever is the new kid on the block. Like they weren't the new edition 20 minutes ago. This is called the boy band theory of social and political economics, and it goes all the way back to the British invasion when the Beatles ousted the band Redbone from the charts. Okay, none of that made any sense, but when I see one of these things coming, I just run with it until it falls over, gasping for breath, kind of like me climbing a flight of stairs. What I'm trying to say is that history repeats itself. The Irish got shit on by the English and the Germans, who passed it off and shit on the Italians, who passed it off and shit on the Eastern Europeans, and everybody shit on the Chinese. Damn, people were like lining up like when the Chinese were getting off the boat like people for cookies in a head neighborhood. Where the hell are the Malomars? <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't get them in the store. They line up at the truck for Malomar. You see, the problem is, well, besides an intentionally broken educational system resulting in systemic ignorance and an inability to get jobs in evolving markets, compounded by deep xenophobia and religious fundamentalism creating tinderbox conditions for the worst sort of social stigmatism by white Americans of immigrants. But I'm going crazy. One problem at a time, right? No, the problem is the Latino vote is the largest growing demographic in the United States of America. And right now, the Republican Party is basically lining up to shit directly on the heads of people like they were a bunch of dirty hunkies getting off the boat from Warsaw. You don't know what that means. And I know you don't know what that means. 
I just put that in there to show off my education because the class I took in Georgetown was about immigration once. Never mind. <laughs> and then here you've got the GOP who aren't actively squeezing one out, just standing there with one of those little wet wipes. They look like a condom you get with an order of chicken wings and a stupid look on their face going, here, you can use this to wipe this off your, the shit off of you. And we're really sorry about what they said. That's the third chicken reference I've made in as many weeks. I think I'm eating way too much takeout chicken these days. The GOP establishment is freaking the fuck out right now, trying to shut Trump up like a drunk uncle at Thanksgiving, which is basically what he is and who he's appealing to. The party knows it's staring down the barrel of political extinction, and if they don't find a way to put a brick in the mouth of their most rabid base, but they've also created a system where they need those illiterate mouth breathers in order to keep them in power. Because if the redneck block, block breaks, it takes the fundamentalist Christian block with them, because they're the same people, and now you've got a third party lopping off about 20% of the entire voting population, and that 20% has always voted Republican. The biggest fear is that the Trump will whip the base into such a frenzy that they will be forced to either agree with him and never get elected, or repudiate him in such a dramatic fashion, like adopting a plank of liberal immigration reform as to woo the back the Latino vote, which they need to win. But if they do that, then Trump gets to run right and splinters into a third party, and they find themselves at a meeting which they can only angrily shout that the Democrats... It's an interesting political pickle for rents rancid pickle and rance prebus and all i can say is it couldn't have happened to a nicer asshole i mean after all the republican party for about 50 years shana they bought their tickets they knew what they were getting into i say let them crash i mean when you rest your fortunes on the dumbest most racist, most intractable segment of society. You reap what you sow, you stupid sons of bitches. And as to the actual problem of immigration, that's so easy. Stop fucking around with quotas and limits and walls. Issue reasonable work visas for Latin Americans who want to come and work in the United States. Enact common sense oversights on work sites and working conditions to get these people fully integrated into the economy. You know, there's a large portion of the immigrant population who doesn't even want to become citizens. What they want to do is they want to come here and work and earn some money and then go back home. And, you know, they're providing the service we need. So let them come and work. And for those who want citizenship, tell them to come on down. Fill out the forms. Because it's not very much fun being an illegal alien. That is it for the show this week. Thank you, as always, to the band Hypnostate for the show music, and you can find their work on Jamendo.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe, rate, rant, review. Follow us on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast. Find us on Facebook and see all of the shows at whatthehellpodcast.com. For myself, Dave Bledsoe, and all the fictional entities on this show that I may or may not allude to, it seems like everyone that is born these days has some sort of foreign name.
Oh, hell no! What kind of racist-ass song was that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fired the person that picked that. All right. All right. We're going to close out the show on this song, which I am sure is not racist at all.